everybody, how you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham, Justin Trees, and Dan Keith for coming to you with another episode of Talking Football. I am back. It was a great episode last week. I've uh, never felt better to be wrong. And uh, this is a week to get back on track and be right. We got a lot of great bets for you guys. It was an exciting weekend of football. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, uh, they have, they've done it again. They have found a franchise quarterback and a guy that is going to lead them to the promised land. I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay has another upset this weekend. But the team they upset last weekend, the Dallas Cowboys, they just announced they are retaining Mike McCarthy. We'll just start the show with this. We didn't talk about it before we hopped on here. I think that is a dumb decision, uh, especially when you have the opportunity to maybe go get a Bill Belichick or a Mike Vrabel, you know, someone that's out there that can make a difference and give your team a new message and put them in a position to win football games that Mike McCarthy clearly is just not doing because you're 0 for 3 in playoffs with him, and it's not good. So for Jerry Jones to stick with Mike McCarthy – I think that's a silly mistake, and it just holds the Cowboys back from any future success. Uh, that's my opinion on it. I don't know what your guys' is, is, so feel free to go ahead and get into it. So I think the real loser in this scenario is us. Because now in back-to-back years, we're going to be a year early on a team. Last year, we were all about the Lions, and we were a year early. This year, they come out, get the two-seed, get this uh, playoff victory. This year, who were we about? the Atlanta Falcons and with the Cowboys off the board, I think if Bill's going to coach now, it makes it an Atlanta destination. And let's face it, Bill Belichick can still coach ball. He just can't GM anymore. So we're going to be a year early on the Falcons two boys. Yeah, for sure. Um, also we, we were messaging like a month ago and we're like, man, one who would be a sneaky good pit for division winners next year is the Packers. And now everybody's going to be on the Packers. Oh, yeah, now that, that, so, that's like, going to be... That's dead. Like, yeah. we're... Yeah, so... Green um, Bay's probably going to be, what, like negative 350 probably to win the division? No, yeah. I don't... No, I don't think so. Because like, With Detroit, it'll be close. It'll be... They'll be at least negative 200. Because, like, think about it. So, like, the Jag started out at minus 250. And, like, we didn't think anybody was going to compete with them in the AFC. Sure. Center, right? Sure. So, I think it's going to yeah. be a lot closer. So, um... My take is I actually thought McCarthy did a great job this year compared to like what I thought he was going to do. And it sucks. They lost, but like we, we also can't go with like awesome. What you were saying, which I agree with is like Packers have their guy. They figured it out. They're really rolling right now. Like you can't have that. And you choked. Like, I feel like it's one or the other. Like you can't be like, Oh, I ran, they ran into a juggernaut. Um, that's like just hot right now and they lost. And then it's like, oh, but this guy needs to be fired at the same time. I kind of feel like it's one or the other, personally. I don't know. That well, sounds I feel like a little you weird. can have both because of the way that you lost. I mean, your offense just didn't right. do anything. Five minutes into that game, it was over. Like, like not scoreboard, it was over, but like you could feel like, yeah. holy shit, holy shit, this game's over. Yeah. And it just never got better. Yeah. I don't. So Dak had the yips. Is that, is that a say? Like, yeah. is that what we want to call it? We want to call it the yips because the dude just straight up did not know how to throw a football. Yeah. But I think the defense played like shit. I mean, I felt like Dan Quinn was not prepared for or prepared his defense correctly. So I guess I'll say, like, I don't think that Bill Belichick at this point could do better than what McCarthy just did. Really? Oh, I think he could. I don't know. I don't know if he could. 
I think he's a better coach. I just feel like I, I think he's a better. Co- I think he's a better coach, but he's just going to bring in all of his all of his New England guys, and it's going to be. The same I, I guess that's a that's a really. Well, I think good... it's more like the situation aspect, because the Cowboys like their team's set. Like it's, yeah, you're going to have to you know do some offseason transition. Like that's just part of it, right? But like yeah. in terms of having your team ready and fully prepared and going in with like the utmost confidence, like I think there were Cowboys fans that were like. Yeah, there's a great possibility we have another like postseason just debacle here, and we're gonna go home sad as all get out. And sure enough, it happened to the yeah. Packers at home is like again, but yeah. this time it's with a different quarterback for the Packers. Yep, yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't know. I just like to me, I'm like they so, need to get over that hump, and I kind of just feel like they ran into a juggernaut of the Packers. Kind of the way I feel. Do we do we want to talk about Bill then going to a different team? Because obviously it seems like it's going to happen, and I do think it comes down to. I know we kind of mentioned it there with McCarthy versus Belichick, but is Bill going to bring his luggage, or is he okay just being a head coach now, or is he going to come in and say, "I want to be, you know, the grand poobah, the czar over everything," like he was in New England? Because I think if you put Bill in a Dallas or a Atlanta or something like that where he can just 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 be the head coach, Bill, we have a GM. Yeah, you know, bring your coordinators if you want, but they better not be you know Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia. That better not be who you bring. You know, don't run that back. But is he going to be okay just being a CEO figure as a head coach, or is he going to want to be in mass control everything like we saw in New England for twenty five years? Yeah, it's so hard to say, right? Like nobody knows except for him. <laughs> um, I don't think there's any way he could have that type of control with the Cowboys right. because of Jerry Jones. Totally, like sure. I don't, I don't think right. Jerry's going to allow that. But I think yeah. it's they have enough respect for one another to where they could make it work. But I think in terms of the coordinators, I think if Josh McDaniels does come there with Bill Belichick, that's better than anything because defensively, he's going to find another defensive coach, right? You know, like. Gerard Mayo just took over in New England, so he's not going to have him. But I also don't think it's going to be Patricia. I think that's kind of over with uh, to me. But, like, offensively, you're fine. If it's Belichick's got to call his own defense, like, I think I think that's good for the Cowboys. If Belichick wants more responsibility and he's not getting that through the GM, then, yeah, have it as the head coach or defensive coordinator then. Yeah. Did, did you guys hear the story about Jerry and Bill before Bill was hired by the Patriots? So when he got fired by the Browns, apparently Jerry and Bill were, they saw each other in an airport, an event, whatever they were together. And Bill said, Hey, I can still coach ball. I know ball. If there's ever an opportunity with the Cowboys, I'd love to come coach for you. And Jerry said this on the radio, like 15 years later. So it would have been like five years ago. And he said, I think about that conversation all the time. But how he how he could hire Bill Belichick back in like ninety nine, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I bet bet you do. So I thought like when I heard that, I was like, oh, maybe we got some steam. You know, two, um, I guess if you want to call Jerry, he is two legendary figures in the NFL. Yeah, could team up for one last run. You know, it made a lot of sense. But now they're keeping McCarthy, so it is what it is. Yep. Do we think there's a possibility? and I know this is just kind of out there, that Belichick wants to be the head coach, would he take a defensive coordinator position if Dan Quinn goes and no. accepts that Seahawks job? No. He wants the all-time Belichick win record. Belichick just come in and be a defense, defensive coordinator? He wants the wins record. Yeah, I think he does want some win record. 500%. He wants Shula's record. Yeah. And he needs like 15 regular season wins to do it, I think. He's already got the all-time losses record. Yeah. Um, he's just 
trying to get the win record now. It's like yeah. the old Brett Favre having the all all time touchdowns and interceptions record. Yeah. 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 But with six Super Bowls, of course. But I mean, are you gonna go get that with Atlanta? <laughs> I mean, you know, think about it. You sign Kirk Cousins down in Atlanta and you're cooking. No, you go draft a quarterback, right? Surely you're not getting cousins. At eight? I mean, I don't think you're getting anybody at so eight. So you either trade up, so you either trade up mortgage a shit ton to go get them, or you go mm-hmm. sign or even like a Geno Smith. Yeah. You, know, you could probably trade now. for Geno cheap. I mean, there's I don't I don't know if Bill's gonna want to nurture a rookie quarterback. Gino. And well, yeah, so would I. But uh, you know, you look at things, look how he did with Mac. Are you really going to give that guy another rookie quarterback? Or are you going to give him a veteran quarterback and, you know, go all in for two years? If he's coming to a team, you're going all in for the next two years. Like, that's exactly. what you're doing. That's what, I don't think what, 73? Like, how old is he? Mm-hmm. Like, 72, so. 70, yeah, so 72, I don't think it's a rookie quarterback. I think you go get a veteran quarterback. Yep. And you, like you said, you, you do the Jets Aaron Rodgers thing. Totally. Agreed. Agreed. It'll be interesting, man. It's crazy because this – him mutually parting ways happened the day after we recorded. So we didn't get to talk about this last week. So um it's going to be interesting. Um Also Alabama got their new head coach, Washington, then goes and hires Jed fish from Arizona, who had done a fantastic job at Arizona. Like if you're an Arizona wildcat fan, you have to be devastated. Dude, how happy. Oh, absolutely. How, how well did this work out for Jed fish though? So well, Perfect. I mean, he did not want to be in Arizona anymore. No. Because uh, from a financial standpoint, Arizona is in some serious shit right now. Yeah. Yep. So to not only get a better job, but get the Washington job coming off a national championship appearance, like the stars aligned for Jed. Yeah. Yeah. So perfect for him. Yep. So crazy. Um Honestly, I will say, I know it's still early, but I am actually surprised we haven't seen, besides Mayo, like I haven't, we haven't seen another hire. I thought we'd see one by now. Like I know it's like still so early in the process and stuff. Like usually there's one that like it just happens really quick and then the other ones kind of slow down. Like I'm surprised. that's usually the process. Have you guys heard anything about Vrabel? Because I haven't heard him about interviewing anywhere. And I know NFL teams don't need to report who they interview. But most they, do. I, I mean, like most do because they want the traction they want the free you know they want to be on the talk shows every morning as a topic but like but to be fair maybe he's not letting maybe he's telling teams don't i don't want this out yeah you know who knows i, I could knows? with him going back to the new england tree that could totally be a thing but i think it's weird that you don't hear about like you know seattle or any of these other teams bringing in variable who is a you know to borrow a term an f uh an FFC, you know, a yeah. F and football coach. Yep. Yeah. So crazy, crazy. All right. Um, let's get into the games this weekend. Um, honestly, kind of a weak weekend. Like all the games were kind of a blow. I know the Rams Lions game was was close, but like everything else was not close. Honestly, wasn't that fun to watch. I watched them all, but like they weren't that weren't that enjoyable. Uh, let's just start you didn't off. Have with... fun in any of them? No, actually, actually, the wow. de- I did. The actually Detroit game was good. The Detroit game was the best I game. I said besides that one. I said besides that one. Yeah. Um, but I guess the Packers Cowboys one I enjoyed. Um, not because like the Cowboys lost. Given I was like I was happy for the Packers, but like 
I had like eight player props and I hit all of them. Actually, no, sorry. I hit seven of the eight. The only one I didn't hit was Jordan Love throwing an interception. So um, I enjoyed that one because just everything kept hitting. So um, let's just start off from the beginning. Uh, Browns, Texans. Texans fucked them up. Like, that's all I can say. Like, Texans I mean, dominated. Stroud, real deal. Like, no question about it anymore. Yeah, that I kid is was anyways, but yeah. going to be dangerous. And uh, Joe Flacco, thanks for playing. Appreciate yep. what you did. Yep. Still Joe Flacco. I mean, the, the backup quarterback thing was a trend this year. It seems like a number of them, Josh Dobbs, you know, came in, were, were hot for a while. Flacco burned brighter and hotter than most of them, but at the end of the day... And honestly, yep. I didn't. I don't even think he played horrible that game. I know he had two picks, yeah. and they were back to back. But like overall, I thought he played pretty well. Like considering, like you, yeah, you wish you had one of those picks back. Like you're gonna throw one. Like it's just the, right. and they the were in an obvious throws. passing situation too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, it's hard when they know you're gonna throw. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's about it on that one. Next game, your guys's game. I'm gonna go quiet. You guys can talk. Austin, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, uh, I'll go first. I was. The moment it started in that first play by Kansas City is a pass to Kelsey and he drops it. It was just the immediate of like, yep, like this is it. Like, here we go. And then as the game kind of progressed, you just you're watching Rasheed Rice catch everything away from his body. And it was so enjoyable. And I think the thing that caught me the most uh by surprise watching this game for the Chiefs was just how much um attitude and tenacity that they had in terms of it being at a home game against Miami, like Legereus Sneed, like the plays against Tyreek, that's fantastic. Those are blowing up. Everybody's seen him. But it was just that that cockiness that he had. Like you could tell that being snuffed from the Pro Bowl and All-Pro like is, is kind of getting to him. And he's playing with the chip on his shoulder and he's playing great football. But then even like Trent McDuffie's playing good football. He gets burned on one play. That was the, the biggest play Tyreek had for the game. But then, like, you go to the offensive side of the ball, and it's it's Trey Smith, and you realize people people are realizing after the game, looking back, is like, yeah, every time there was a TV break and you see it on the tape, he's just standing at the line of scrimmage, just staring at the Dolphins or he's staring at their sideline. Like, I don't think I've ever noticed that through the season, and it caught me by surprise for them to have that in the playoffs. And that's the one thing that kind of gives me hope, like, going forward with it and something I kind of mentioned last week of when I texted you guys, like, there's just one little bit of thing of hope, and it was the resemblance of t- – Tom Brady in the past of, you know, hey, we got through the regular season. We won our division. Let's reset and refocus and go chase something here. And I think we saw that with Kansas City. and It was exciting. Uh, I do feel bad for the Dolphins. Just so many injuries on defense. Just it, it hurt them so much. And you could tell, like, they didn't get any pressure like they would have if they would have had Chubbs and, and Dalen, uh, Jalen Phillips, excuse me. But it's a tough year. And, Dan, I'm excited to hear what you got to say because I have some questions for you once you're done. So um, I think it was actually kind of a trend of the entire weekend is the teams that got eliminated. It was like, uh, yep, that's been their Achilles heel all year. And it came shining through. If you go back in time to the preseason, what was Miami rumored to do? Miami was in on Jonathan Taylor. Miami was in on Josh Jacobs. Miami was in on Saquon Barkley. What do all three of those running backs have in common? They're all bell cows and they all can get it done between the tackles. Uh, Miami is a very high-tuned, timing-oriented offense, and that's awesome as a fastball. It is, and it's it's hard to hit that fastball. But if you can hit it, you need a changeup. And Miami did not have a changeup this year. When things worked, it worked great. 
the horizontal movement, the speed they have on offense. But at the end of the day, they could not move the ball through the offensive line. Um, Achain, Devin Achain didn't have any room. Uh, and honestly, the run game got eliminated. So then you're in an obvious passing situation. And I think the Dolphins tilted their hand a little bit is they did not let Tua go deep. Uh, a quarter of his entire passing yards in the game were on that one Tyreek bomb that kind of got pass interference, but it didn't matter because it's Tyreek. Otherwise, I bet a third of their plays were that quick screen to the outside that got blown up every single time, every time. Uh, you could see it coming. Treese, I know uh, you texted me this, and you said, how come we keep? could they for once not put the tight end in motion? And I said, that's a tell. As I've been watching Miami all year, that's a tell. They're going to run it when they bring the tight end in motion. Okay, it's a, it's a split zone play they run, and the tight end's a kick out. And every time they ran that, big shock, if I can figure it out sitting at home on the couch, the Chiefs coaches could figure it out, and they got blown up. So you have a team that can't run the ball and a team that will not push the ball down the field. Well, it's pretty easy to play defense against that, especially when you're going against a defense like the Kansas City Chiefs and a coordinator like uh, – you know, uh, Coach Spags. Steve Spagnuolo. Yeah, yeah they're going to shut you down. So I think this is very telling. I'm interested. I do think that Mike McCarthy or uh, Jesus Christ, don't do that to him. Mike Whoa. McDaniel, don't do that to him. Wow, he's uh, a half disrespect. The si- half, half the size of a McCheeseburger. But uh, the weather thing, throw it out because both teams played in the same weather. Uh, but yeah. I do think that Mike McDaniel is still one of the brightest play callers in the league. Um, and play designers in the league. And we saw from year one to year two, there was a big jump. I'm really excited to see the jump from year two to year three, because every year there's been new wrinkles with this offense. But I do think, yeah, um, to go back to my original point, the Dolphins offense is so timing and space specific that between the weather and between all the injuries, guys not used to playing together, they were out of sync. So when you're out of sync in those elements, and you can't play big boy football, you know, you can't run between the tackles, you're at a significant disadvantage. And we saw all that come to light at the same time on Saturday night. Three questions for you. This yep. and just kind of, you know, you don't have to take a long time to answer them. One, future of two, do you want them? Do you want to go somewhere else? Two, do they go after a running back this offseason like a Jonathan Taylor and try and make something happen there with the trade? Or is, did he ever sign? He's just on franchise tag, right? So he might just oh, be he got a, he got a big extension. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, excuse me. Do you maybe go trade for another running back? Do you draft one or three? Do you just try and get someone? Or, excuse me, why don't you, you go get a Kareem Hunt in the offseason? I think that was something we talked about during the show, too. There's like, hey, Kareem Hunt's still available. And I know he's not necessarily that, that power back again and again and again. He's got that aloofness to him. But why didn't they go after a guy like that? Okay, so uh, one, Tua. I think Tua is definitely a player you can win with. I'm comfortable saying he's a top 12 quarterback in the league, um, but he's never going to be a transcendent guy. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I don't think I'm blowing anybody's mind saying that. So so he's a quarterback you can win with, but everything around him has to be that much better. Uh, that's just the way it is. There's only so many guys that transcend a team and you're you're not going to get one without paying through the nose. And I don't see Miami being able to do that. So yeah, two is the guy until he's not Uh second one. 
I think they're going to go get a running back somehow. I could see Josh Jacobs happening. I could see maybe one of the bigger uh, backs in the draft that can come bang up in between the tackles. Uh, Miami actually has a first-round pick this year. Don't use a first-round running back, but I'm just saying like they actually have high picks this year. If they want to move back, do whatever, they can finally do that. And uh, what was the other question? Uh, why didn't they go get a guy like Kareem Hunt or someone else in free agency? I think they got they, they tried, they tried, they tried, and then they were like, okay, let's just run with what we got in house. Uh, Raheem Mostert did stay healthy, and let's not pretend he didn't have twenty some rushing yeah. touchdowns this year. You know that yeah. happened, uh, and you know we got Devon Achan, who's you know absolutely electric. But yeah, I fully expect them to go get a big body running back. Why they didn't? I think maybe they thought Jeff Wilson was going to be that guy. He'd been that guy in the past, maybe Chris Brooks off a practice squad, but neither one really matured uh, the way they thought. And I think, you know, let's not act like Miami didn't have a really good first three quarters of the season. You know, they still led the NFL in uh, rushing yards per carry. It's just, they were very home run dependent and they stopped hitting home runs at the end of the year. Yeah. And that's, that's just, you know, it's the way it goes sometimes. So they need to uh, they need to work on that second pitch to have. They need a, a curve uh, change up something to go with that fastball because uh, it'll make your fastball better. And if you get an elements game or you get punched in the mouth, you can finally punch back. Absolutely. One last question for you: Tua, Justin Fields, or Kirk Cousins? Which one you want? Tua. Wow. Okay. Tua, Kirk Fields. I think Mike Mike McDaniels. Okay. So I guess context, uh, Mike McDaniel, you need to get the ball out quick, right? That's the thing is you get rid of the ball under three seconds. Nobody holds the ball more than Justin Fields. Uh, Kirk's cap number is going to be huge. Miami's not going to be able to afford that. They're going to have to do some gymnastics between the Tron Armstead, the Xavier Howard contract and Tyreek. So working the Kirk contract in there as well as a little, eh. so Tua right now, he's the guy you're still on the rookie contract. You can do the fifth year thing that buys you a little more time in this winning window. They're in. If, if Armstead's still playing, right. He could retire. Yeah. That's a rumor right now. Right. Which, and he, and he played under 50% of snaps this year, uh, as did the right guard, Robert hunt. So, but we've talked about Miami being banged up already. So yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. All right. Um, it looked cold as fuck there. That's my input on the game. It looked so cold. Like cold Apparently there's, I don't know if you guys saw on the Pat McAfee show today, uh, AJ or AQ Shipley or whatnot, he does like an in the trenches type of segment with him or whatnot, and he was saying that. He didn't say, but pretty much said he heard from Green Humphrey that several of the players in that game got frostbite. The guys that didn't wear sleeves did get frostbite. Well, did you uh, see the report from ESPN? There's, that 18 there's, people. there's 18 people that went to the hospital? After the game, sorry, I, I did uh, miss that. Yeah. Holy shit! Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Like eighteen fans? people, fans. Yep. yep. That had hypothermia, hypothermia, or oh uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I heard crazy. there was rumors there. I heard some of the hypothermia. I didn't realize the number was eighteen, but yeah. I thought you yeah. meant strictly frostbite. Okay, yeah. my bad. Yeah. yeah. So hey, sure glad that we could uh, have that game. You know, couldn't move that game to maybe not in the middle of the night. You know, just whatever. Yeah, it's I kind of wondered that too. Like we couldn't have done that one in the daytime where it wasn't. There's a little negative bit of snow. 30, yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. It did. Uh, so coming from someone who has spent the last three days in Wisconsin with negative 30 wind chills, I will tell you the sun shining makes all the difference in the goddamn world. I bet. Oh, boy, I does bet. it. 
I bet. Cool. All right. Thanks for the recap, boys, on that. Um, we've talked a lot about the Packers and Cowboys, and we have a ton of bets to go through. So we're going to just kind of skip over that. Like, Packers kick the shit out of them. Packers threat. I still don't trust their defense. Like, that's my recap of them. It's like they played great defense, but I, overall, I don't trust the defense against the Niners. Just kind of where I'm at on that. Anything else you guys want to add to the game? No. You don't trust two against the Niners? Packers. Joe Barry. Packers. Joe Barry. Joe Barry. Yeah, Joe Barry. Um, gotcha. Okay. Rams Lions. The fun game of the weekend. Like that was that was awesome. Like a really back and forth, just fun game. Two quarterbacks playing really well, running games, like everything. Like it had a little bit of everything you wanted. Um, dude, that that Higby hit that tore his ACL. Oh my oh, gosh. Nasty. Oh, dude. What are you supposed to do uh, though? No, like he did yeah. exactly what he had to do. Like the defender, I mean, like, that's that's where the NFL wants you to hit somebody. Exactly, exactly. And <laughs> it just sucks. It, yeah, it oh, sucks. Yeah. But oh man, like you you felt it. Like everybody felt that when you watch it. You were just like, mm-hmm. oh. so um, good for the Lions, man. Good for Riley. Like I'm I'm super pumped. Like good for them. Like good for Jared I Goff. Think, I mean, good for Jared Goff. Yeah. Like I don't think damn, anyone... what a glad he got his flowers. Yeah, or is getting uh-huh. his flowers. Mm-hmm. You guys all saw uh, Coach Campbell's post game, yeah, in the locker room. Yeah, I don't think you can be a football. Lines. You you cannot watch that as a football fan and not tilt your head back and get a little uh, get a little teary. Totally. I mean, I that's that's like the end of Rudy. The first time you see the end of Rudy, I mean, it's yeah. gonna get you. Yeah, it is. So love that. Um, what do you guys? Actually, interesting take here. I think. What did you guys think about the fans booing Stafford? Dan, I think you might have texted the group on this, or maybe it was you else, and I can't remember. So yeah. one of, yeah, one of you guys did. I think um, it was Dan. Yeah, so, I like I get it. I would have thought, I really thought it was going to be pregame, like a little like appreciation clap, because Stafford's never saying anything bad about the fans of Detroit. Sure. He's actively yeah. actually complimented them. Yeah. And it was going to be like a little cheer, and then once the game starts, okay, you're not mad. You're not our Matt anymore. Yeah, yeah. But even, uh, do you guys see Stafford's comments postgame? Uh-uh. Uh, they asked him, and he goes, "Yep, I'm really happy for all the players." That's what he said. He goes, "I'm really happy for all the players." Because they were like, "How do you feel about the fans of Detroit?" And they said, "You happy for Detroit?" He goes, "I'm really happy for the players on the other team." Like, no. damn. Yeah, I mean, I would be. I if I was him, I'd probably be a little bit. Or no, I kind of thought the same thing as you. Like when he first came out, I thought you'd hear a big like cheer, and then the game, and then it's like go time for the fans. But also like. They were in, they were good to like, they were ready, right? They were ready for a fight a week ago. And I think that, like, men- mentally, the fans were just like, no, like, it's, it's lions or nothing. Like, I don't care who you are, what you've done. Like, it's, it's, it's our time. Like, you're not with us right now. So I kind of like, I get it at the same time. I, again, I thought that yeah. they'd give him a cheer, but like, like, also can kind of respect the lions fans just being like, no, like, we want this and you're not fucking us. Like, you're not doing this, Matt, Matthew. Also, has anyone played through more injuries at Ford Field than Matt Stafford? God, that no, dude was knocked not. out. Dude. Such a smart play to be like, ooh, my ribs. When yeah. the entire time you're like, I need my eyes to come back uh-huh. to so the apparently, front-facing uh, aspect. Who was it? Some ex-quarterback said that, they, that that's a quarterback trick is when you like get knocked out and like you got a concussion or you got your bell rung, 
let's say they say, oh, it's my, they, they say to pretend like you have a, a different injury because yeah. then they won't check you for a concussion. Cause like, you know, somebody gets hit like, whoa, something's definitely wrong. And if you yeah. like immediately say, oh, my ankle, my back and whatever, my thumb, then like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Instead of concentrating I saw on Julian the fact Edelman that and Danny uh, Amendola do something similar like that on a podcast. They were talking about like, hey, if you see me get like my bell rung on like punt return, come out there. And I think it was, it either happened to one of them where they get their bell rung and they're kind of stumbling. They walk up and they're like, hey, your knees hurt. You know, it's like it's the second of Jan- It's the second of December Sunday, two o'clock. Like you know, you get over there and you get asked your questions. You're like, it's the second of Sunday. It's two o'clock. Da, 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 da. You yeah. just kind of spit That's it all crazy. out there and you're like, it's fine. So That's crazy. That I mean. Is it- yeah. Is it varsity Different blues? Different breed of people. Different breed. Varsity blues, where Billy Bob yeah. gets a concussion, and they're like, "No, no, no, no! You got to ask him. Uh, there, how many fingers? Like, you, you can't count. You got to ask him yes, no questions. Like, Billy Bob, am I holding up fingers? Yes, he's good to go. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, all right, let's move on to Monday. So, a game that did get moved: Steelers Bills. Um, first off, I think the NFL is going to go to two. They're going to do two, two, and two moving forward. I think. I don't know why they had like why they weren't doing that originally. Like that just yeah. makes the most sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, given it is a clear disadvantage for people that have to play Monday and then have to turn around and play on a Sunday, like six days sucks. Especially yeah. when teams are playing Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's two days. Yep, exactly. Um, what do you guys have on this game? I, I kind of talked last, so I'll let you guys go. I mean, it's yeah. It, uh, it was what it was. Need a quarterback like. Steelers need a real quarterback. Yeah, they do. I mean, I don't I don't think anybody could watch this game and be like, wow, I'm surprised on how it went. It went yeah. exactly as we all thought it would. Actually, Steelers probably stayed in it a little bit more than I thought they were. Like that, uh, I think I that's my think, my take. I like I don't know. I, I, if the game would have been on Sunday, I swear they would have covered in the snow the 10 point spread. Yeah. As soon as it got yeah. moved, I was like, Yeah, sure, we'll keep it on the books, whatever. But like it's not like the Steelers were ever going to beat the Bills. Yeah. Yeah. It no, was just by how much I'm, Buffalo's going to win by. I'm right there with you. But it's like, man, if the Steelers, whether you want to say it was a fake slide or whatever, like either way, you tackle Josh Allen there and then you tackle, I don't even know, Shakir or something, or was yeah. it Shakir White? Shakir. Who it was. Yeah. Uh, like you make that tackle, like who knows how that game pans out. Like you just two bang bang plays like that where they get more than they should have in terms of yardage that turns it into a touchdown. Like, yeah, you put yourself out of reach there and just, it felt like there were moments on offense where they could have had a big play and they just missed it. Mm-hmm. And you hit on those, and I think you actually go get a quarterback. This is where um, I saw something on social media where it was like, the Steelers should try and find a way to go get Kirk Cousins. And I actually really like that fit if they're yeah. able to do that and can land Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins. Agreed. Agreed. Because yeah. like, you keep your receivers, you got your duo and running back, you focus on the offensive line and the draft again and the defense. And it's like, okay, hey, the Steelers, they're fine. They're going to keep on. And Mike Tomlin – any discussion of him quitting or going somewhere else, I think is just absolutely asinine. Like there is no way you get rid of that guy. That would be stupid. It would be him wanting to leave. I I think that's not a good idea. Like, I don't know. Pittsburgh's just special dude in wanting to leave that job. And maybe you just don't feel supported in the sense of like, yeah, let's go get me an actual quarterback and, Maybe it was up that to him to go get Kenny Pickett. It didn't work out. And it's like, okay, hey, that was my call. It didn't work. I'll see myself out. Maybe that's part of it. But still, just like Mike Tomlin not being a Steelers head coach is would just be weird to see. 
Yeah. Because like we didn't go see Bill Cowher coach anywhere else, right? Like it was just in Steel, it was just in Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, because he retired. Right, exactly. So I mean, it's just like it would be so weird to see a former coach of the Steelers go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's gonna be weird seeing Bill on a different sideline too, but we're gonna Very see true. it. I mean, we, I guess we don't know if we're gonna see it, but we're most likely gonna see it. Yeah. I mean He hasn't won a playoff game in a long time. Guys. Like, I get it. Like, he's he haven't he had a quarterback. Says... Yeah, seventeen. I mean, since Ben, and like, really, the last two, three yeah. years of Ben, it was kind of like, ooh, how much, yeah. how long are we gonna do this, man? No, I, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. But like, I mean, if yeah, and I get it. I like, don't have a quarterback and stuff like that. But it's also, it's also like a winning game, man. Like, it's, it's a winning league, and like, you gotta. You got to win, and like he has a losing, like he's yeah. eight and ten in the playoffs or something like that. Like losing record in the playoffs, hasn't won a playoff game in seven years, eight years. Like there's not a lot of head coaches that stick around that long. If like if you do that, tell you what though, do you know who do, does have a quarterback? Go ahead, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, baby. Yeah. We told you, you know, we did Tampa not tell was... you. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> said, I, ab- <laughs> I absolutely said that Baker Mayfield sucks. Like, exactly. I, I was what saying, did I say? Three oh, weeks ago? we did not. What tell did you. I say Mm-mm. three weeks ago, Justin? What did I tell you three weeks ago? I said, whenever you expect Baker Mayfield to be shit, is when he balls out. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think Monday was but you dog. also said the you also said the opposite. When you expect, and when you expect him to be, to be good, good, he's going to shit bad. the bed. We all and since the Buccaneers weekend, were, uh, no, Buccaneers were a three-point dog. I took the Buccaneers because they were dog. They were expected to lose, and guess what? Cash. Yeah, but I. So what about this next weekend? Let me see what bet I made. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's going to happen. I think even I though they were underdogs, six and a half. I think didn't most people, it. most took people the took the Bucks. Like most people were. Yeah, crazy. the vibes with the Eagles were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But Vegas said they were dog. It's true. Baker's gonna hunt. Baker may field. Baker may win a playoff game. Love it. Love it. All right. Okay. Let's get to our bets. We're like on 35 minutes <laughs> at this point. And we haven't even talked about a single bet yet. Are um, we really? Holy shit. I don't know. I don't know how far we are. We started really at a weird time. time. We did. Um, okay. Sun was my eyes. Do you guys want me to go first since I have a bajillion bets? Yes. Yeah, that'll be yes. fun. Okay, cool. All right. Um, I will kick us off. I will start off with just Saturday games, meaning Houston Ravens and Packers Niners. Um, so let's start off with the first one. Uh, I'm taking Lamar over 227 passing yards. I think that he's basically had two weeks off um, and he's ready to rock and roll. I think they're going to throw it a lot. So give me over 227 there. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Justin Tucker over one and a half field goals made in this game. I'm going to take Baltimore over 24 and a half. I mean, this year they're averaging, I, I think they're averaging like 30 points a game um, at home. So give me over 24 and a half there on the opposite side. Give me Stroud over one and a half touchdowns, but also give me Stroud to throw a pick. So over a half an interception there. So those are my five bets for this game. Not even touching the touching the spread. Uh Nine scares me with what Stroud can do. Nine, that's basically what it is. I, I, I gunned to my head, I would say Baltimore, but it just scares me too much. So just sticking with player prop bets there. Um, next one, Niners, I'm taking them minus nine. I'm also doing an 
an alternate spread. I think I'm going to take them at like minus 12 and a half or minus 13. Um, I actually think the Niners blow them out here. Just giving you a heads up there. Um, I'm taking CMC first to 20 rushing yards, which is plus money, by the way, which I thought was crazy. Um, Taking CMC over 32 receiving yards. Uh, Packers are going to be sending the heat. They're going to be blitzing. Purdy's really good against the blitz, but he also dumps it off a lot during the blitz as well. Um, So I think over 32 is a pretty safe bet there. Um, Opposite side, I'm going to take Musgrave over 21 receiving yards. I think Love really likes thrown to the tight ends. Um, The way that Musgrave, the routes he runs, I feel like he's guaranteed to get like 12 yards every catch. So if he gets like two catches, I think he'll get it there. Um, I'm also going to take love to throw an interception in this game. I think that like when it gets, I also think it's going to, because I think it's going to be a blowout, they're going to have to throw it. And I think he will make a mistake throwing the ball. So I'm going to take over half an interception there. And those are my, what, 10 bets or so for Saturday. Austin, go ahead. You just, okay, 10 bets or so for Saturday. Well played there. I was about to be like, there ain't no way you just went through 30 bets and like, oh, <laughs> there they are, just simple 10 of them. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. So as you were going through that last part, I just saw an alert come through for uh, Matthew Stafford talking about Kirby Joseph on that hit to Higby since we talked on a little bit. I just want to mention it. There is audio of him going up and be like, hey, good hit, but that's dirty play. You're a dirty player and you know it. We've seen it on tape. Ooh. Yikes. Damn, Stafford yeah. got an attitude problem? <laughs> he apparently <laughs> decided to talk. He's in Detroit, so his turn. Uh, but anyways, here we go. Uh, my bets for the week, and we're going to start with the Niners versus Packers. Um, I do think this is going to be a good football game, but I also think this is the football game that we see George Kittle return and have a big, big type of game. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Kittle anytime touchdown. Then I'm going to go Kittle over four and a half receptions. And then I'm going to go Brock Purdy over seven and a half rushing yards uh and we i think we texted it or maybe it was the week before uh or somewhere along the lines of there was a parlay that was being uh generated or offered for every quarterback this wild card weekend to have at least one rushing yard and all of them hit it except jordan love and trees i'm so sorry because i was looking forward to that all weekend i know me too dude i was just missed it just missed it just missed it I think like you look at some of these like rushing numbers for quarterbacks, like seven and a half yards, like Brock Purdy's going to have a couple plays where he just scrambles to go get a first down. It just, I'm not even going to say it, but I no think sense. this is a good bet. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not a lock. You, yeah. know, you never want to say dead. that because the it's moment dead, you say no. it's a lock, <laughs> that's like it's broken. Um, do we want me to go through all my bets here? Do you want me to kind of just, no, we'll just do Saturday. I think we'll do Saturday and then we'll do Sunday. Cool. Okay, um, and then let's go for the Packers here. I'm taking the Packers plus nine versus the 49ers. I do think this is going to be a good back-and-forth football game. Um, I think Jordan Love is going to continue to show, like, I am the future of this franchise. I do have something to show. And when you look at the 49ers, my only concern is impossibly overlooking the the Packers just as a team as a whole, not necessarily from the coaching standpoint. And they just get kind of popped in the mouth a little bit. And then they're playing they're playing catch up and it takes them a little bit longer. I think the Packers kind of hang in this game longer than they probably should. So that plus nine just seems like too much of a of a, a margin for me. Okay. In the uh my Saturday bets. I got uh, CJ Stroud over one and a half touchdowns against Baltimore. Whether that's uh, catching up or not, I think C.J. Stroud is just on another level right now. Uh, also taking the Texans team over 14 and a half. 
They might get a little bit of garbage time. I could see them getting a 21, 24. Uh, that would make a lot of sense to me. Uh, also riding with Austin on a little George Kittle game. I'm taking the George Kittle over 50 receiving yards. Uh, Jair Alexander is playing very well right now. I think he probably covers up Brandon Ayuk and somebody besides CMC has got to catch some passes. I think we could see one of those trademark George Kittle catches the ball. And for some reason, there's nobody within 30 yards of him. And the only person within 30 yards is a safety who's going to get crushed. So we could easily get this on one play. Uh, also going to take in that same game with Austin, taking Green Bay plus nine and a half. Green Bay is the rat this weekend. I'm saying that as someone who just told you they're betting on Green Bay. But if there was a rat on this schedule, folks, it's Green Bay. Historically, Kyle kills the Packers. He 100% does. But I don't know if you guys saw a meme of the week or not, but this is meme of the week. It's a picture of Kyle Shanahan, and it says, the best swordsman does not fear the second best. He fears the worst since there's no telling what that idiot is going to do. And it's a picture of Joe Brady. I so like that. Might, I get, like that, might but... get some weird shit. Might get some weird shit. I, until Green Bay proves me wrong, you just got to ride them right now. The whole rest versus rust thing. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I could not disagree with you guys more on this one. So um, it'll be fun to watch. And, and... You just think Niners that easily just win it. Yeah. That's, that's, yep. He but just yeah. said he might take him 12 and a half. Might, might, might fuck uh, around. I don't know. Let me finish two, my two Saturday tutties. bets here since I didn't get into oh. the Texans here. I'm also taking the Texans plus nine versus the Ravens, and I'm also going to take the over 43-and-a-half Texans versus Ravens. And I think if the Texans are able to hang in this football game like I think they can, I'm not going to predict an upset, of course, but I do think this is going to be a high-scoring back-and-forth football game that's going to be very enjoyable and is going to leave the Ravens a little nervous getting to the end of it. But if the, the Texans are going to be able to hang in this football game, you're going to have to have a big game from C.J. Stroud. And so to me, that means he's going to get over one and a half passing touchdowns. So all three of us have that. Have that means he is not getting it then. So that means that's Stroud's crazy. officially fucked. Yep. Yeah, he's dead. So, oh, so, I love it. I love sorry, the CJ. attitude, guys. really makes me feel good. Yeah, all right. Uh, this is, it's just sorry. like when the announcers pregame all pick the same team. Yeah. Everybody picked the Cowboys. Like, oh, God, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Sure, it's gonna sure happen. shit. Okay, uh, moving on into Sunday. Uh, probably my favorite bet of the weekend. Over 47 and a half, Tampa Bay, Detroit. I think that they smash this. I think that this game goes well over that. Um, I don't think either defense is going to be stop, going to be able to stop these offenses consistently. So over 47 and a half here. Um, these next couple bets are going to make it seem like I'm taking the Bucks. I'm in fact not taking the Bucks in this game, but like <laughs> these next bets are going to make it seem like I am. Um, I'm taking Chris Godwin over 59 receiving yards. I'm taking Mike Evans over 69 receiving yards, and I'm taking Tampa Bay over 19 and a half points. Um, I just, I just don't trust the pass defense of the Lions. Is what it comes down to. Um, and then I'm going to take St. Brown over seven receptions. This one's very, this one makes me so nervous because he's had seven on the dot or six or seven for like six straight games. Like it's just like he can't get to eight, it feels like. And this number is over, like it's actually seven and a half. So um, I'm, I don't know. 
I, I didn't type that in because I knew it was seven and a half. Seven and a half. So mean, meaning he has to get eight, which makes me a little nervous. But if it's going to be as high scoring as I think it is and back and forth, I think he's going to get a little, a few more targets. So give me over seven and a half there. Um, then let's go into what I think we all probably think is like the funnest game of the weekend, which is like the rivalry of, you know, the Bills versus the Chiefs here. Um, I'm going to take the Bills at minus two and a half um at home i just really like what they're doing um another bet i absolutely love hardman over or sorry under 17 and a half receiving yards i i just don't think this dude plays enough and if sky Moore does come back which he, he started practicing today like he's going to be off the field even more so um under 17 and a half there for hardman uh pacheco under three and a half receptions uh another bet here i love CH over six and a half rushing yards. He looked really good last week uh, in the like the seven carries that he had. I I think six and a half rushing yards is way too low. So Austin, I, he didn't have seven carries, did he? Yeah, I think he did. Wow, I'm, I'm almost positive he did. And now now you're making me second guessing. Now I'm hurrying and looking it up so I don't look like. Yeah, I don't mean. I'm sorry to question you, but I just didn't right. think he was on the field that much. I knew he, he had, had that, that big third down, first down on the reception where he kind of bounced off the tackle. But in terms of actual rushes, I didn't realize he had seven. Seven carries for 22 yards. How many did Pacheco have? 24. Holy smokes. They rushed the ball over 30 times? Yeah, between yeah, – Well, they were then, up by a billion. That's yeah. what you oh, do in the second fuck, half when you're winning. for the Chiefs. Andy Reid doesn't yeah. run the ball. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't care. So, for me, at six and a half, he – like, to me, he only needs two carries. Like – I think that the way he runs and like two carries for four yards, like that's it. So over six and a half there. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills over 21 and a half. If they win this game, they're going to have to score more than 21 points. And then uh, I'm going to, I did so well last week on like the rush attempts. Um, The only one I missed was the Najee Harris one. Um, So I'll keep riding with it. And Pacheco over 14 rush attempts. And that's it. Those are my bets. (laughs) <laughs> that's it just all 20 simple, hey, all 21 30 of them, of them for you <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. so let me get into my like next three bets that i think i have here for the sunday games it's going to go uh bucks versus the lions i'm going to take the bucks plus six and a half versus the lions i think it's going to be another good back and forth football game it's going to be an enjoyable watch in detroit uh, excited to see that one um but i'm also going to take the bucks first drive with a field goal attempt I don't think they're able to score, but I think they're able to get down in at least field goal range and and get an opportunity to get some points on the board. Uh, And then I'm going to take here, and I broke it last week, and that's why I'm breaking it this week. I'm taking the Bills favored favored by three versus the Chiefs. And before you roll your eyes and cover your eyes and shake your head and all that flipping garbage of overreaction, here's the reason why. I heard Nick Wright say it today, and I was actually on board with it, and I'd already thought it. So when he said it, I was like, son of a gun, this is right. This game is what Buffalo has been dreaming for for years. All the playoff matches have been in Kansas City in Arrowhead versus Mahomes. This is on the Bills field. This is their moment. This is Josh Allen's moment. And they, you get it against the guy you want most, and Patrick Mahomes. If there's a guy that Buffalo Bills want to send home on their way to a Super Bowl, it's Patrick Mahomes. You don't want the easy route. You want to go through him. I think this game is going to mean so much more to them. And I think when you look at Kansas City, 
it didn't happen last week, and I do think the cold played advantage to it where they were just able to run the ball. We saw that weakness from uh, the Dolphins the week before not wanting to tackle Josh Allen. It clearly carried over against Kansas City and Pacheco as well. I think it played a factor. This week for Buffalo, though, that toughness is going to be there, and they're going to get it. But Kansas City, they're not going to be able to do everything that they were able to get away with against Miami. They're not going to have that space created for Rice to have a the yards after catch like he did in the cold. I think that's going to be a difference, make it for it. And then this is the other thing I saw, and you guys know how I operate. I'm superstitious. I believe in this type of stuff. Buffalo's building a new stadium. I don't know if you guys have seen this. If you have, just go ahead and shake your head. If you haven't, buckle up. Buffalo's building a new stadium. The only progress they've made right now is just a giant hole in the ground. And before they started their winning streak, a fan fell in the hole and got hurt and had to go to the hospital. Then the Bills won. Then they started this feed the pit trend, uh, and now that's what they've done. And there's been someone that's fallen into the pit and had to go to the hospital due to injuries every single game that they've won. And they done it last week for the playoff game, and they won it. I know they're going to do it this week as well, especially against Kansas City. And I believe it that if you're feeding the pit, you're getting a new home, you got to feed it, you got to give up a sacrifice, and that sacrifice is going to help you beat the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. Bills favored by three. Are those all your Sunday bets? Yeah. Okay. Uh, pushing each other into a hole to make your football team win might be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Uh, my well, Sunday it's clearly bets. working. I it's didn't only, say it was, it's only weird. I didn't if it say it was your work. idea. I it, just said in general. It, it could be because they fired their OC and have gotten a new OC since then. It's uh, could be nope. That. That's uh, <laughs> the hole, baby. Feed the pit. The pit. I actually, I actually kind of dig it to be honest. Like, yeah, I do. I think it's neat. Like, if wow, that's uh, that's the that's the dumbest thing I've heard since a team building a stadium in Buffalo, having snow impact a game every single year, building a new stadium and not having it be a dome or a retractable roof. That's just. But we all realize, like, it's because it was the travel ban. Like, people couldn't drive. Like players yeah, I know, but I'm just saying every every year we have a snow game in Buffalo. We have a problem with snow in Buffalo. So if you're going to build a new billion-dollar stadium, retractable roof, there. Yeah, I mean, a retractable roof is not out of the question. Milwaukee literally has one for the Brewers. Like, it's we have the technology. Anyway, uh, my Sunday bet's going to take Lions – Six and a half point favorite against Tampa Bay. Jameer Gibbs over 38 and a half rushing yards. And then I got to have something on Tampa Bay. So Baker Mayfield, Baker may throw a long pass to Mike Evans, taking Mike Evans' longest reception over 26 and a half yards. Love it. He seems like he gets one every game. Uh, also taking Detroit to score first, just in general, between them and Tampa. Detroit okay. to score first. Uh, for the Bills Chiefs, got one for each team because I'm equal opportunity. Taking Chiefs alternate line of three of plus three and a half, excuse me, and then taking Josh Allen over half an interception. So Josh Allen to throw a pick. I don't think Josh Allen is physically capable of going back to back weeks interception free. Just don't. See it. All right. Okay. Cool. Our bets uh, seem so short after Justin's. I know. I apologize. Yeah, no joke. I, I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> Dan, you only had 10 bets. I know. Like, I kind of wish that I just was mad. Oh, no. To, like, no, 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 no. We don't. Uh, we only have a minimum. We don't have a maximum. Take advantage true. of it. It's true. It's 100%. Yeah, right. um, all right. 
Uh, I'm going to take uh, Christian McCaffrey, first to 20 rushing yards in the game. I'm going to take Tampa Bay over 19 and a half points. And I'm going to take. Gosh dang it. I was going to do Hardman under 17 and a half, but now I'm starting to second guess it. No, um, go for it. I'm going to see in the field anyway. Yeah. It, Hardman under 17 and a half receiving yards. Yeah. He'll be active, but he ain't doing nothing. That dude. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, and if it does, it's probably going to be a rush. So be yeah, is Kadarius Tony going to be back? Yeah. What's up with What's up with Tony? That's like, why. That's hear. why the Chiefs Healthy won. Scratch. Healthy scratch. That's That's why they won. I told They're you. They're saying that. it's his hip or something like that, but it's. I texted you guys and I said I want to know if Mahomes and Kels are going to lock Tony in a locker before the game to make sure he can't play. And they did. The Dolphins' only hope was to dare to to do some stupid shit. I think you have to worry about Trey Smith. That's the guy I would worry about. Like, if you were to be walking out of the facility and it's like just you and Trey Smith in the parking lot, yikes. (laughs) Maybe he, uh, maybe he was running a 40 next to Chris Jones and caught a little something and got concussed. A little whack. (laughs) Got got whacked in the face. Let me go ahead and get my three leg bar later. Speaking of legs, uh, here we go. I am going to take the over seven and a half rushing yards for Brock Purdy, uh, Kittle anytime touchdown, and then the over at 43 and a half Texans versus Ravens. Okay. Uh, and I will be going to call a little hot route Omaha, Omaha here. Going to change one of mine, and I will take the Texans team over 14 and a half. Going to take Mr. George Kittle over 50 receiving yards, and my final leg will be Jameer Gibbs over 38 and a half rushing yards. Love it. I actually really, really like that. Uh, parlay hit last week for Dan, by the way. Again, hey, hit. it did. That a boy. I told you, you, gave me, you, literally, you literally gave us thumbs ups. So you don't pay Dude, attention that to was, our messages. It was three days ago. <laughs> three I, days ago. I remember... Maybe it's just me, but I you remember are the only person who remembers everything they've ever said and or texted. You're well, the I remember only person. I remember everything that you text though, like because I care about our conversations. Oh, for God's sakes! No, you don't. You care about how can I retain this information to to throw it to back bring it up face. later to to hold yeah. this as a receipt someday. It's going to come well, in handy. Narcissist. And then I'm going to add fifteen percent. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I am totally. I promise you, I'm kidding. That's a that's a strong. Austin, you're done. You're cut off. And I'm you're sorry. done. I see the look. I am off. genuinely sorry, and I promise you, I was kidding. You can add to it. You can add to the guilt all you want, but I promise you, I'm kidding. Nope, you're good. You're good. I'm going to move on because I want us to hit our five leg parlay because it's been far too long since we've hit it. So <laughs> <laughs> let's go. What do we want? We all really hit our three leg our three leg parlay, but we didn't hit our five game. Yeah, that's kind of hilarious. It I is even... hilarious. If we literally would have just stuck to all of our three leg bets, like we would have hit it. So let's so, do that this week. Over so seven and a half rushing yards for Purdy. Okay, so over seven and a half for Purdy. Okay, got it. I want my Texans team over 14 and a half. Texans team total over 14 and a half. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa over 19 and a half. Love that. I was just going to say that looking at yours. Okay. And we need we Brown need two over more. one and a half touchdowns. We all have it. Let's we just all put it on it. there. We might as well. Okay, so we just need one more bet then. Given that's not in our three leg parlay though. Mm-hmm. So we're good there. 
None of, no, because we're choosing no, everything we that's in games from our parlay. It was it was your idea. <laughs> it was your idea. You, it was your hey, idea. Thirty seconds. I remember that you said that. Okay, I remember because I care about our conversation. Rushing yards. EMC first to twenty rushing yards. And Kittle over fifty. All right. Okay. So spew them. Purdy over seven and a half rushing yards. Texans over team total 14 and a half. Tampa Bay over 19 and a half team total. CMC first to 20 rushing yards. George Kittle over 50 receiving yards. Big Niners, big guys. Niners. Trist, I hope you're big right. Big Niners, boys. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, we did. Look at it. You're right. <laughs> you're, you, guys, you guys are losing that, that plus. All nine. right, Kyle. Dude, also his comments of like, yeah, in the second quarter we just started prepping for the Packers. It was actually all time. Yeah. Well, how like you hilarious see, wait, how honest he is about it. You didn't hear him say yeah. that? No. Oh yeah. yeah, he he literally was like, yeah. By the second quarter, we kind of like started. We saw how the game was going, and we had full confidence in the Packers. We're not letting that game get away from them. And we started. He's like, we started watching film on the Packers in the second quarter of that game, and stopped watching the game. That's actually really funny, especially when you add on the fact that like. The Cowboys 49ers have a rivalry between themselves. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. They were, good they for them. Just like, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. That's so awesome. You watch that interview. That, it was actually really good. To, so, uh, that's all great. right. Okay. Austin, I know you're picking against your team, but I mean, good luck to your team. Good luck. This yeah, we're all, we're all pulling for, for you, sure. bud. Anything else? You guys actually think the Chiefs win? No, I literally took the Bills at minus two and a half. I took the Damn. Chiefs at plus three and a half, so I think they cover that. So they don't lose yeah. by four. Lose. They don't lose by four. <laughs> so as long as they lose <laughs> by three. <laughs> no, I um I really hope the Chiefs win, but I also root against the Bills. So okay, here we go. Let's just do this. Let's just straight up. Let's not even talk about like betting. It's just like who do you guys think is what do you guys think the title game is? The titles games. Bills Ravens. And then uh, Niners lines. I think it's going to be uh, yeah. So very cookie cutter, but that's kind of what I think is. Like, I think it's uh, just the favorite Chiefs, Chiefs, right? Chiefs, Ravens, and Niners, Lions. Yeah, I I would like it. I'd like Houston to get in there somehow, but I don't want Houston to play Buffalo because if the Bills go to the Super Bowl, I'm going to be sad as shit. If the Bills wow. go to the Super Bowl. Because then I'll have to listen to Buffalo fans just God, rag yeah. about how not only has Miami not won a playoff game in 25 years, but the Bills are in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I get in that. In addition to them already saying they own Miami, which, like, they do. I mean, it's yeah. hard to say that well, they're here, wrong. Let's, let's play hypothetical here and then go the opposite of what we just said. Let's say it's Chiefs, Texans, and then Bucks and Packers. The That's going to be Texans would be a banger. It would be back in Arrowhead. It doesn't mean it won't be a good game. I would no, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I literally would have to probably root for the Chiefs, which makes me like want to throw up. Love you too. Happy five years, dude. I've rooted for your team the first four years of this podcast. How Three. sick? How Three, sick actually. would a uh, how sick would a Packers Lions championship game be though? Yeah, it would be like a little division. Yeah. That'd be a tiebreaker because the Lions beat them, and then Green Bay beat the Lions in the second half of the year. So yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd fun. be fun. After the after the Packers like broke the Lions' heart on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. that was the first game before the Packers got hot 
Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yeah, and that'd be sick. Kansas City. Yeah. I wonder if Dan Campbell would suit up. <laughs> Probably. Play middle Probably. linebacker, just like yo, Aaron Jones, meet you in the hole. Look, let's say we get kneecap. Look, a crazy Lions versus Texans Super Bowl. Rookie quarterback leads his team to the Super Bowl. It'd be nuts. First I'd year head that. coach. I would. I would legitimately love that. I would die, I, actually. I would not, but yeah. But I, I get why Justin won. Just it's the same reason why I don't want the Bills in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I just you don't want to see yeah. your competition happy. Yep. So for are sure. both those teams like the Raiders for the AFC West? Is that how you view both those teams? Uh how do you view the like, Raiders? I absolutely despise the Raiders. Like I hate them. No, that's a that's the Titans for me. Yeah, it's okay. Patriots for me. Okay. But I think everybody kind of hates so the Patriots. So this would be like so. the Broncos then for you guys. Who who yeah. do you hate second team? It would be it would it goes Raiders Broncos Chargers then Broncos yes because like yeah. weirdly like even though the Colts have had the most success in the AFC South I hate them the least. Yeah, like the Chargers, like I just I just want there to be a year where it's like you know what there's they finally live up to the what if, like yeah. they don't have to have that hanging over them. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right, that's it, folks. Okay, thanks yep. for the long episode. Uh, we appreciate you all, and tonight we've been. Talking football.